Welcome to the Dad Connection Podcast. Helping dads grow themselves so they can help grow their greatest asset on earth, their children. Now, here's your host of the Dad Connection, Keith Jowers, with advice on how to relate, connect, and build a better relationship with your children. Well, hello everyone. This is Keith Jowers of Dads for Life and the Dad Connection Podcast. We are here for another episode that is quite unique and quite special. I have uh, come to know uh, a couple that was directly involved in uh, a recent uh, situation in the Bahamas that you've all heard about on the news probably, and that was Hurricane Dorian that just hit there uh, a few months ago, and it has been kind of a rebuilding process for not only that country, but every individual that was there, and many are still missing, unfortunately, but I am speaking with missionary Bob and Phyllis Cornea, who actually has kind of rebuilding not only their ministry there, but their lives. And we're going to be discussing with them just exactly what happened there that night uh, just a few uh, months ago and, and just kind of get their feel on how temporal things are in life. Missionary Bob and Miss Phyllis, welcome to the Dad Connection. Thank you. Thank you. We uh, appreciate you letting us talk about this uh, situation. I know it's not easy. You've probably talked about it a few times since then, but your story is quite amazing, actually. And I would just like for you to share with our listeners exactly, take us back to the night that this storm of many that you've been through, actually, and over there in the Bahamas, your your work has been amazing over 50 some odd years now, and you've been through many storms over there, right? Yes, yes. And you have just kind of, there was no reason really to expect anything more than, than what you've been through possibly in the past, but take us back to that night and tell us where you guys were and when it hit, what actually went through in your minds? Well, we were actually, you know, the storm started about 1.30 in the morning. And we, uh, we had left one shutter off. We went and put that shutter up. Actually, we went, went back to bed because there wasn't much going on at that point, a little bit of wind. Uh, we got up the next morning. Uh, my wife fixed breakfast because all the churches, everything was batting down, so nothing was open. Nobody was moving around. And the whole town and the whole island was battened right down what we always do for a hurricane. But, uh, well, after breakfast, uh, uh, my wife looked and saw some water coming in under the shutter uh, in the front door. Well, we didn't think too much about that. Uh, but she uh, she turned and went to the bedroom, but couldn't get in uh, because at that point, when she looked, the front or the bedroom window had already blown in, shutter and all. The wall of water came in, and had already moved all the furniture or destroyed the furniture in the, in the bedroom. And she turned around to come out, and uh, the water was coming in, and it, at that point, it knocked the whole front door in. Uh, into the house, uh, and uh, water was up about four feet at that point. Uh, well, that wall of water then came and knocked the whole front wall out, uh, the ocean water, and uh, knocked me down. Uh, I lay on the floor with four feet of water on top of me, and I don't swim. Wow. So I was drowning. Mm-hmm. But the Lord, uh, again, uh, miraculously helped me get up. 
get above the water. Uh, we got down, and the water drove us into the washroom. Uh, got up on a, I don't know how I did because I have a prosthesis, so uh, I've got a bad leg. I can't climb very high, but I was able to get up on a wash a dryer rather that had turned on its side, stayed in place, and uh, my wife kept calling. I, I I don't know. I, I guess I answered, but so much noise and everything going on, and she didn't hear me. She didn't know where I was, but she she managed to make her way. Like I say, the water was up four or five feet at that point. Uh, she managed to get, get up with me on the on the dryer, and uh, about that time, well, the water kept rising. It got up to my shoulders. And at that time, uh, I, I reached down, and my prosthesis was gone. It came off my limb. So I was standing on one leg on the dryer, water up to my shoulders. Uh, my wife stand beside me. And the wall of water came, the ocean water. is just like we were standing in the ocean in our house. A wall of water came and knocked me down, or started carrying me rather out out the door into the garage and she reached and gra grabbed onto a, a counter that was still in place a cabinet and pulled me and brought me back in oh, oh the lord uh, saved me actually uh, i attribute that to the power of god miss phyllis you were determined to hold on to him weren't you i hope i don't regret it <laughs> <laughs> well so at this time you both somehow wound up on top of the washer and the dryer right yeah, yeah. And I think you had said something earlier about our, uh, about, well, you knew he wasn't that tall, right? So you, you had saw him in there. That's when I got to the entrance of the wash, the wash house. I saw him then, and he was much taller than I knew him. So I didn't know how he grew that, that tall in those couple minutes on up the water. Well. <laughs> it was after I got in there, I realized he was standing on the dryer. That's what made him taller but when the water came up to his neck I started to swallow water that's it was already in my mouth oh my and I just knew then this was going to be it because I'm having to hold him stopped from swallowing this water and I've got nothing to support me you know while I'm doing all of this and I looked up to heaven and I said Lord if you're ready for me I'm ready to come but I really don't want to go like this. <laughs> well, I tell you, it it kind of, and I know we talked about this earlier, about how it kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Yes. When you're yes. that close yes. to thinking you may die. That's right. That's right. And I know that you've got a lot of friends that are missing. and But you were there for a while. Three hours. Three hours we stood. We stood on so that So three dryer. hours, you're standing on the washer and dryer with your head above just, water. Just the dryer. Just oh, the just the dryer. The wash is floating around. The washer around. was floating. Oh, okay. Banging into it. We had to keep shoving it away. So which wasn't much space. No, no, no. no. We just in so arrow. you two are holding on to each other. Right yeah. in the corner. Yeah. just And that's the only well, I mean, part of the house. That, that corner stayed. That stayed. Yeah. Every of this um, sheetrock, everywhere else in the entire house is gone, except in that one little corner where we were standing. Now you say that you know the Lord had to have His hand in that. Yeah. 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 Only this spot. I, I am just. We, we were seeing the the visual uh, images and everything on the news and. 
I remember my wife and I were just, you know, thinking how you could be going through something like that as a country, right? Because it was just stayed with you for so long. That's right. And but then there's stories that we're starting to hear emerge like yours that that faith brought you through that. Right, right, that's right. Trusting that's right. that you know, God had a different plan, you know, in the midst of all this this tragedy. You know, and you know, I was thinking about family. I was thinking about our son. Our son was in the house across the road from us because each one of us was in our own house to look after things. We figured we have a little bit of damage, nothing like that. Uh, but he came across in the eye of the storm, figuring to, to, to pick up our bodies. Mm. And, uh, you know, when Phyllis heard him, she carried out, cried out, son, we're over here. We're in the worst room. And he was so surprised and so thankful. And we were so thankful to, to see him. Yes. You know, family means so much. Oh. We had a fine, we got a fine son. We got a fine daughter. And you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't hear from our daughter for a whole week. We didn't know whether she was alive or whether she's dead. Later found out she was alive. And she stayed back, she stayed back in the islands to help people that needed help. Uh, help them and provide a place for them to, to stay. What part of her house, what damage she kept people in. You know, Brother Bob, you said something there that kind of really touched me, and that is that family is so important. You know, right. that's right. Whether you're going through a trial like this or not, family is still important, right? That's right. And but when you're going through a, a difficulty as you were, and you. You, I know you were thinking about your son and daughter at oh, some yeah. point oh, during yeah. all this, oh, but yeah. oh, yeah. you couldn't do nothing yeah. for yeah. them at yeah. that yeah. time. Yeah. But they, or your son, was the one that, that was helping you, and your daughter was helping someone else. So yeah. you yeah. have taught those values to them over the years, right. haven't you, right. growing right. up? Because right. they have seen you right. Right. do work in the Bahamas, you and your wife yeah. doing work yeah. in the Bahamas and helping so many people, right, get through yeah. right. hard right. times. Right. Right, that's right. That's so you right. had to teach those values at some point, yes. or yes. they saw those values. And what I, I tell dads a lot is that you can tell them one thing, but what they're watching is what you do. That's right, that's, that's right. right. Or what they they're watching is what you do. Right? They watch your life. That's true. That is very true. So when when he was when he saw you and, and he realized you guys were alive, right? And yeah. I guess he rescued you out during because it's during the eye of the storm, right? And took you back yeah. to his place. So yes, across uh, to his place. And you know, amazing thing, he went out uh, before he brought us out of the house to his house. He went out in the backyard and found my prosthesis floating out there in the yard. It hadn't floated away. Wow! And brought it back in because otherwise, I, he wouldn't have been able to get me out on one leg with uh, with that missing. But it was all right. wasn't damaged. Everything was intact. Put it right back on my leg. They able to get across to his house. Well, that, that was wonderful that he was able to find it because yeah, you yeah, never yeah, know where no, it wind up with no, it. No, no, he could have went only, right out to sea. That's the only thing out in the backyard that was still intact. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you told me that, that it was, uh, I mean, everything was destroyed, right? Everything. Yeah. So your, your, your personal items were everywhere. 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 All, all over the yeah. So... When did you realize, honey, I think we're going to get through this? <laughs> when did you, when did you have that conversation with your wife? <laughs> when, uh, 
when the water started to go down, as the eye came in, the water started going down. Then I knew we were going to be all right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and when our son came across, well, we might not have been all right because we couldn't get out where we were because of all the wreck, all the debris, you know, furniture and stuff all uh, blocking the access to get out, to get out of the house. Even though the front of the house was open, we couldn't get to it. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, when our son came and, and, of course, the water was receding, then, then we knew we were going to be all right. So his family, your daughter's family, they were all okay. Oh, all right. well, his, his family was actually in Palm City. Yeah, yeah. They live in Palm City because she's a stewardess on American on Eagle. American Eagle. Yeah. She's a stewardess there. So he, they live over there with his two children, but he goes over as much as he's home, really. Yeah. He kind of works between the two. But, but coming out of there, when he came over and I said to him, Troy, we're in here, but we can't get out. He didn't understand why we couldn't get out. But I, I was barefoot because the water had already sucked my slippers off of me and he was one leg. So there's no way we can get over all that debris, all that debris, debris you know, water. in there. So he came and started to take me and just looking, you know, trying to find where we could step. And lo and behold, when, we, when he looked down, a high-top man's tennis had floated in our front room from somewhere else. No. From another house. So he picked it up and said, Mom, put this on. So I put on the high-top tennis, which helped me to be able to, you know, step a little bit better. And then we made a few more steps and... An old shoe of mine had floated from the other direction for the right foot. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so I put that on, and I was able to help them get out with him still holding me, of course. But you were and still then, had a lot of water. Oh, yeah, we had about two and a half feet of water by then, so you really still couldn't see that much. When I got over to his place, the entire sole of that tennis just dropped right out of the tennis. Only lasted long enough long to get, enough to get across there. Mm. But then after he got me, and he went back and got his daddy, yeah. and practically had to lift him across all that debris. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And bring him out. Folks, we're talking to missionaries Bob and Phyllis Cornea from the Bahamas. And they have gone through this difficult time in their life with the, the Hurricane Dorian that just hit. And I don't think you've seen a storm like that. No, in quite no, a while, right? No, no. In fact, that is the that's no the highest recorded in history. Well, yeah, it was a ten. We had a hundred and eighty five mile an hour sustained winds for for the two days uh, practically. Right. And two hundred and twenty five mile an hour. And gusts. no electricity, you couldn't no, see what was going no. on, what was floating around you or anything, right? No, no, no. Well so you're in the United States for for now, and you're going to be going back, I guess, soon yes, because you're. Yes, yeah. you, you, I yeah. think you're. Knowing you for the last few hours, we have been talking anyway. You're ready to get back, I yeah, think, and yeah, try to help yeah, where you yeah, can. Your yeah, friends. And, yes, uh, we want to get back. And yeah. I know there's a team from uh, our local church that's just working on building a team to go back over there to help at some point. But 
when it's safe to do so. So how is the rebuilding going now? It's been a few weeks, and is there just kind of slow, I it's, would assume? It's slow. It's slow. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, so much debris, and uh, materials are hard to get, uh, hard to get materials in needed to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, and the, getting the infrastructure up, getting power restored, uh, Marsh Harbor is going to be a wow. Some of the southern, uh, the southern part of the island didn't get hit so bad. We understand the electricity is back up. That's probably where we'll go back to first until we get to, uh, and help get things in Marsh Harbor going again. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the difficult part is because there are no schools, no businesses, no houses hardly, no um, hardware stores, no doctor's offices. No gas stations. No no kind of business, no gas stations. And the people are scattered all in all different areas, I mean, outside of Wash Harbor. They're in the States, in, in some in Canada, some in Nassau. These people can't come back because they have no, they're going to come back. Yeah. But they have no jobs now to come back to, so they're not making any money because there are no business places there for them to work at to make money to fix their houses. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how the steps are going to, you know, work out. We're just praying, out. We're just praying just, uh, believing God to show us and to show people what to do, how to get going again. They do have they they do have some gasoline available now. They're the a couple of gas stations are open or pumping out a, a uh, tanker tanker trucks because uh, all the underground tanks are full of water, even though they might have gas, they're full right. of seawater. Right, that's going to take a while to get those back mm-hmm. running again, yeah, I right, would think. Right, but, right. you know, there's, and I know there's a lot of organizations that are trying to yes, help yes, uh, yes, as yes. they get in. Yes. Um, so, and folks, if those are listening, if you want to help rebuild, um, Bahamas, you may do so. Uh, there's a lot of organizations out there that are doing so, but if you want to directly donate to this couple and help them rebuild uh, their ministry there in the Bahamas, you may do so by just going straight to our link within this podcast and click on and donate uh, for this special cause, and we'll make sure that they will get uh, those funds directly from Dads for Life. So, you may uh, reach out to us and uh, do that, and we'll be glad to help them uh, as soon as we receive those funds. So we've been talking to Missionary Bob and Phyllis Cornier for the Bahamas, and they are just, well, they're a miracle couple sitting here before (laughs) us because they believe that God brought them through this terrible, terrible storm that hit. I mean, it didn't just hit their area, it flooded their area and Wiped destroyed out. everything they own, everything they've had, all the the, uh, the the personal belongings, everything is gone. Everything. And I kind of think about this, Brother Bob, is life is so short. We were discussing that earlier and how even the scripture says that life is temporal and it's like a vapor and it's gone. But when you're in a situation like that, when all you have is holding on to your wife on top of a dryer <laughs> and you know that life yes, that's is right. very short that's right it's very fragile short. isn't yeah. it yeah and things can be gone so fast right so fast yeah but in our world today yeah. we 
we get so offended by the littlest things and right, the, right. the things that really don't even matter. That's right. Know? That's right. Uh, That's right. And I believe that, that as parents, we need to do everything we can to help our children understand that it, it's okay that your electronics are not working now or I've had to take it <laughs> yeah, away because yeah, I'm yeah, disciplining yeah, you or something. Yeah, You're, yeah. You know, in life, these, these things are not that important. No, 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 no. What matters is the soul, the soul of man. That's what's important. The relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what really matters. And, uh, you know, you really realize, you really reach out to the Lord when you're going through these hard times. But it, but it's good you know the Lord to reach out to Him, you know. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. But as a parent, as a father, as right. a, a mother, then because Dads for Life has a lot of single dads that uh, right. follow what we do, but they have a lot of single moms too, and that parent is so important in teaching values and. And and bringing right. up the child that's right. uh, correctly, right? So, that's right. That's right. And, and when you do that, when you teach them that that um, you know the values of life and what's really important in times like this yeah. is what makes you stronger. Right. That's true. That's correct. That you is, said it earlier. Yeah, you were talking right. about that's family right. is so important. That's true. Your son rescued you yeah, from yeah, a, a yeah. tragic situation. Right. 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 That's so right. that's right. That's what's important. Family. Important, yes, very sir. important. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing we had him that close yeah. because we would not have been able to come off, <laughs> come off of that dryer and get out of that little corner if he hadn't have been on the other side of the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, it took you a while to dry out, even though you're on a dryer, right? But uh, it seemed like God has uh, turned it all around for you guys yeah. and. And uh, we can always regain stuff, right? But we can't regain our life, you know. If it's, but I, well, you know, there's a lot of prayers still going out for the Bahamas and trying to find those missing people. We still have a lot of missing people, yeah, don't yeah, we? Right, a lot of missing people. Mm -hmm. A lot of dear friends, yeah, missing. So, well, folks, we've been talking to missionary Bob and Phyllis Cornier, and we are so blessed to know them and get to to just and and. This interview wasn't really planned. We just kind of met today and started talking about it, and 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 they wanted to share their story just to try to help us understand that that um, you can go through tough times, and uh, but God can bring you through those tough times, and that, that life gets dark sometimes, but you can you can pull yourself through it, right? That's Bob? right. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, that's right. You can pull yourself through. It. Right. Well, what would you like to say to us out there as uh, as we wrap up here? You know about how what we've been talking about, and, and as a missionary, and what you you've touched on some some uh, life touching situations here. And as a dad or a granddad, I mean, we uh, what can we do as parents to really focus in on on uh, keeping our family strong? Because yeah. you guys have been doing yeah. that for a yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you I think you have to love you. You have to have a, a deep love for your children. I think that's important. Love them and show them godly values. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's so important. And, and show them, you know, that uh, things things don't matter so much. I mean, you can have things and material things in this life that really doesn't matter. It's uh, it's what we do with the Lord and serving the Lord and living together. 
having a loving family relationship. I think that's mm. important, very important. Well, I think those are good words to end on. Well, I appreciate you guys being with us here on the Dad Connection, and uh, we will forward any donations that come our way to you guys. And you. I look forward to coming down and helping you rebuild Thank our country you. in a few weeks when we put that trip together. So, Thank you. But, uh, folks, uh, we just uh, we realized uh, by talking with this, this loving couple that, that life is short, and we have to do all that we can to continue uh uh, helping each other, helping our kids grow, okay. and doing all that we can to help each other. This yeah. world is uh, is not uh, not easy to get through anymore, no, is it? No, no, no that's true. <laughs> but uh, you know, thank you, thank tr- you. So trust much. in the Lord. We can uh, we can pull together and uh, and just uh, help our kids be all they can be growing that's up right. in this world today. Right. Right. Be prepared for whatever you have to go through it because. You're here today and gone tomorrow. You don't know what one day to another will bring forth because we never expected Sunday morning that we would be homeless Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Wow. Well, I think that says it all. I think we'll end right there. So thank you, folks, for being with us on The Dad Connection. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dad Connection podcast with Keith Jowers. For more inspiration, motivation, guidance, and encouragement, visit KeithJowers.com. And make sure to follow Dads for Life on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.